Why Nickers? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers means Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. Thank you all for tuning in to another edition of Nickish. You got your boys Mo, Nafi, and Faiz here. We've got a jam-packed episode today where we're going to break down our thoughts on the upcoming 2022 NBA draft. But before we get into it, I want to direct your attention to our website, nick-ish.com, where you can check out our exclusive Nickish hats and hoodies. So go ahead and cop yourself one today. And without further ado, let's bring in Nafi. How you doing, man? What's going on? I'm doing good, man. Excited. We finally get to talk about these kids. I know I've been alluding it, alluding to it in the last couple episodes. Um, we've been in the process of doing our prep. Our non-expert prep, by the way. This is the disclaimer. Put it in big red letters if the listeners are listening. They cannot. You, they legally cannot come back and like try to own us <laughs> if these takes are hard. Because we don't <laughs> claim to be draft experts. We don't claim to be scouts. We There's plenty of... Definitely like shout out to the creators that do be like following the draft year-round. or kind of like watching college basketball since like September, August, whatever. You know, like dudes like Prez for Strickland, you know what I mean? So check out their work. But just want to set that table for our listeners, right? We're, we're coming in with non-expert eyes. You know what I mean? This ain't actual NBA players we're talking about. These are prospects. So just give our non-expert takes. So I'm excited, bro. How you doing, Faiz? You know, feeling super nerdy. Got my glasses on. Got the <laughs> notebook. Got the pen. Like, yes, I don't sorry. know. You was talking about that movie, what, Hustle? Yeah. Like Adam, Adam Sandler bro. on the sideline, right? Adam Sandler <laughs> bag, bro. Last couple of days. I'm over here like... He doesn't look like he kisses his mother. Out. <laughs> 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 but in no, general, you check know, out that movie, by the way. If y'all, I know y'all haven't seen it, but if the listeners, if y'all haven't seen it either, dope, dope flick to watch. Uh, as far as like hoop movies are concerned, but nevertheless, Mom, I'm gonna throw it back to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Faiz, I think you were uh, still telling us how your day went. Oh yeah. Oh oh no, doing? I was saying, I was saying in general, like you know, excited to talk about these prospects. Like, uh, I feel like this draft is this draft. People are, like, really uh, writing it off just because out of the top three and then top four, it's, like, a little bit of a crapshoot. But that's what makes it a little bit more exciting to me because, you know, I feel like players could fall. And I feel like the Knicks are in a good position. I know it's not the ideal position, but I feel like there's still a lot of fun to be had. And I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be one of those underrated drafts where not that many attention, like you said, is going past number four or five. But then I think in a few years when we look back on it, we're going to see some key players in the top 15, 16. So... We got lucky. I mean, 11 was really the pick that the Knicks were looked like they were going to get based off the odds, and they ended up getting it. So mm. uh, top 11, there are plenty of picks, if you look back on history, of players that came out as all-stars with that pick. So uh, lots of potential that we have. So I think we're going to start off with what most Knicks fans want, and that is for the Knicks to actually make a trade and go mm. up to number four. And, and that pick is currently owned by the Sacramento Kings, and... The reason behind that is there's a unanimous top three, and that fourth pick will likely be one Jaden Ivey, star point guard from Purdue. And a lot of Knicks fans and apparently the Knicks organization are really interested in this guy. So, Faiz, what do we just for the just for the listeners who you know are also non-experts and don't know the, the prospects as well as others? What do we know about Jaden Ivey, and why is it that a lot of Knicks fans want the Knicks to trade up and get that fourth pick? 
So I'd say the the main thing about Jaden Ivey is his athleticism. He has a quick first step, and that's that's something that's really hard to find. There's a lot of players who are skilled at shooting and, you know, even finishing and whatnot, but uh, that athleticism, that honestly kind of natural-born quickness, it's it's hard to find. And uh, not, even just, ju- not even just the athleticism, but the physical build itself paired with the athleticism just makes him a, a demon. That's the best way to describe yeah, him. And, uh, uh, you know, a lot of uh, comps have been going to – John Morant, Russell Westbrook type of players, and I, I kind of hair. see it. It's the hair a little <laughs> bit. It's, it's, it's the hair, but it's also like the way he just burns people off the perimeter, and he doesn't even need a, a pick sometimes to, to get into the paint. So uh, just a really exciting player overall. Transition transition play is real great, so everyone's everyone's super excited about this guy. I feel like uh, past the first three, yeah, he's, he's, the, he's, the, he's the guy everyone's talking about. Yeah, and basically, you know, I think the three of us can say that we all want this trade to happen. And I think the first segment of this episode, we're really going to dive into what we're willing to give up to make that trade. So I don't know if you want to start us off. What's Do we the, want to uh, talk about that? I feel like, you know, in, we have, we had previously talked about when that rumor first came out, the Knicks would be interested in trading up for Ivy. So we kind of already had like that combo about how much we'd be willing to give up. I'm more so like, as Faiz was saying, I mostly want to talk about why we want the kid. You know what I mean? Because Ian Baggy just came out today. You know what I mean? And he was just like, yo. Um, the Knicks are investigating sources around the league or other teams' interests around the league in Ivy in, like, a prep for a trade-up to see who likes them and what, you know, gauging the value. But, I mean, if we want to revisit the value kind of conversation to give up, I mean, that that trade Julius, 11, and the Dallas pick straight up for number four. You know what I mean? Like, and, awesome. you know, if we need to make, like, Harrison Barnes thrown in there for, like, the salary. Awesome. Do it, you know what I mean? And nothing um, more? And what about, like, one Cam Reddish or uh, Quickly? Would you? Yeah, yeah, no. Anybody that's not uh, RJ, Quickly, or or Obi are are on the table, basically. So Grimes, Cam, you know what I mean? Whatever it takes to get up to get up to four. But, you know, this is kind of like we're going scenario with scenario, right? In, the, in As far as the Knicks draft is concerned, let's say we do make that coveted trade for four, right? Let me, uh, like, what do we... I mean, as Faiz kind of touched on what the positives about Jaden Ivey, we could dig into that a little bit more. Like, what do you Mo think is, I guess, your take on Ivy? Like, do you agree with Faiz, or is there anything kind of like uh, that differs in your, you know, perusal of his uh, game? No, hell yeah. I mean, when was the last time we see we saw a point guard who's really able to break down the defense the way we know Jaden Ivey can? It's really, it's really Derrick Rose and those games that he plays, and he does it as a, you know, as a, as a vet, you know, who's who's past his prime. But if you get a kid who's 19 years old who's able to break down a defense that we see him able to do. You just gotta, you just gotta picture John Moran, you know. And like, obviously, the game's not entirely the same. Ivy has a better build, and maybe the speed isn't entirely the same. But he's a fast kid, and he's strong as hell. And that three-point shot, you know, his his three, he averaged I think thirty-seven percent from the three last year. That's respectable. And as a, as a college student, and you know, once you once you get into the NBA, you play with professionals, you get that that training, that you know, the player development. That, that number is expected to go up, but he has the tools to be able to take those three-point shots. I mean, you got to respect his, his driving and ability, his driving capabilities, but he'll be able to step back on anybody in the NBA with, with that with that lateral quickness that he has. So Nice I step think, back, too, bro. Exactly. And, you know, defense is something that he needs to work on, but when you have Coach Thibodeau as your coach, and we're expecting Tibbs to still be there. You have those athletic tools. Whew. Exactly. And if you, if you have Tibbs guiding you – you know, as as much shit that we gave Tibbs last season, he he's an excellent defensive coach, and he'll be able to get guys into the system, and he'll be able to train with guys like RJ and you know 
other players who've been on the team for a couple of years. And again, this is something that the Knicks haven't had. Young players who've been in the same system for consecutive years. And this would be the third or fourth year in a row for some of these guys. So they'll be able to help Ivy get into the system defensively. But offensively, when you have a one on the Knicks that's able to do what Jaden does, that's at that point, the sky's the limit. He got all-star potential right there. My thing is, like, I'll... You want him to grow into a point guard. That's my thing. It's just like definitely right now, I don't think he is a point guard. You know right, he's so a shooting like guard he's, right now. He's a, he's a shooting guard combo. combo you know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't really have that many assists. I think he had like, what, 3.3 assists a game. So he's really just like a combo, but he profiles like the physical dimensions and just kind of like his explosive game does profile as what you'd want as a complementary point guard to RJ and IQ, right? And going off what Faiz had said about like the main point that he – brought up that I really do as, as far as watching him that I loved was just like yo he doesn't need a pick to blow by people and that's a rarity on our team it's just D-Rose and I mean I guess that's about it <laughs> you know what I mean like even RJ to the like we respect the growth of, we love the growth of RJ right he can't blow by his, people exactly a lot of his uh, his um you know growth this past season was like him getting on ball reps with and a pick being coming his way and him you know manipulating the pick and roll and attacking that way Jaden's like more like he'll he'll catch and then he'll take two steps. He's already at the rim. You know what I mean? And we don't have that kind of athlete. Maybe Cam Reddish, but Cam don't have Jaden's handle. You know what I mean? And um, what I love even more than just like um, his athleticism is like his jumper looks like it's workable enough to the point where like with more and more reps and coaching, he can not only just be a spot up threat off ball. He isn't that now, but I think with time he can be because it doesn't look broken. You know what I mean? And also, like, I don't know, bro. I just feel like his what's it what's it called? Like the 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 form looks smooth. It's quick. It doesn't look ugly. That's the thing. And the rim pressure, bro. Like like you hit on it, Faiz. Like, but it's also like the kind of rim pressure. You know what I mean? Like, we could get pressure from Mitch, or we would before Mitch. You know what I mean? Which ironically enough, Jay Nobby was twenty three. So I mean. Read into that what you will if the Knicks are interested in, you know, trading up for Ivy and then, you know, we're not hearing shit about Mitch coming back, you know. So I guess they don't want to make it awkward with the jersey situation. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's there's not a lot to dislike about him. I, we, like, like we all pretty much just hit on, like, if we trade up for four, it's got to be Ivy, you know what I mean? But as far as cons, though, are y'all, are, is there anything, like, in particular y'all are worried about that would kind of, like, to you, as far as like you know, as far as us non-experts are concerned, it would kind of like maybe slow his transition to the NBA. Is there anything that like worries you guys? I'm gonna start off with Mo. Yeah, I mean, just that passing game, like you mentioned, he averaged close to three assists. So you know, the Knicks having a traditional point guard has is very uncommon. So we we, we got to be able to trust his capability of learning and be able to be a playmaker because you know that's that's something that the Knicks haven't had. When you go back to IQ, uh, he's not much of a playmaker, but. The difference between IQ and Jaden Ivey is that IQ can't really finish at the rim, and obviously a three-point stream, but Ivey is excellent at finishing at the rim. RJ struggles with that sometimes too, but Ivey's capability of doing that is excellent. And I want to I go back to the positives real quick because you, you're talking about his shooting. Ivey's mom is, is the head coach of Notre Dame, so mm. he's, he's grown up in a system where I'm sure those mechanics were instilled to him in him by the age of, like, two. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, his his... his coaching it's it's in his head it's it's he was born with it he grew up with it i think he'll be able to listen to whoever's coaching him and be able to really take on their word and fix his jumper or not, not necessarily fix it but improve it because he doesn't have a, a broken jumper so that's a great point because like also just like given what we see from leon's like what they're into as far as like craft prospects you realize that like pretty much all the prospects we've drafted since leon took over 
at least one of their parents, each prospect we drafted, Grimes, Obi, IQ, whoever, at least one of their parents was like a former athlete or like both. You know what I mean? So that's yep. something definitely I feel like as, as far as trends are concerned, that's a good one to like point out. Like the upbringing, say what you will, we are like, you know, not even like us fans, we don't really know that, but we don't have access to that information, but the organizations do. And these are billion dollar em- enterprises that are trying to make sure their resources are being spent well. So they know the family situation. So I'm not even mad at Leon for prioritizing that. It's just, like you said, good point. Like, he comes from that upbringing. He was obviously, like, bred to be a top-tier athlete. And, yeah, man, I mean, I don't really see a bunch of negatives. I guess maybe it's his frame. But if he does kind of, fit, like, slot in as a point guard, 6'4", 195 is a pretty good frame to start mm-hmm. off with as far as point guards. And then, you know what I mean, you got the NBA strength and conditioning that will add on to that. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not seeing many negatives. Obviously, there are there, but it's not like every prospect is flawed. And if we're in a trade-up situation, I almost feel like, bro, we kept hearing trade-up uh, rumors pretty much every draft Leon has had. It's got to be now. You know what I mean? This is this has got to be the guy. We missed out on LaMelo. We got to go get Jaden Ivey this year is my take. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he doesn't, he doesn't have to average eight, nine assists per game, especially in today's NBA. Combo guards are, are plenty. And with with our team, with RJ, eight, RJ is capable of playmaking. Obi's capable of it. IQ's capable. We have plenty of players who are capable of moving the ball around. So as long as he's able to make the smart pass and make the right dish, he'll, he'll be fine. He doesn't have to average that many assists. So that, that one you know little smidgen of a negative can be, can be workable. Yeah. What do you think about him like complimenting RJ's game plays? Like, do you see that like on an, as a ideal fit, or do you think RJ will have to maybe tailor a little bit of his game to make Ivy's situation here more optimal? What do you think? I actually think it's a perfect fit, just because I feel like uh, you don't want someone who's too ball dominant, because you do want RJ to still get his reps in. Him being a young guy, quickly you still want him to get his reps in. Them both being young guys, so you want them to share the ball and. Uh, Ivy, someone who it's not as much off-ball player, but I feel like in the read and react system that Tibbs is employing, I feel like he would benefit and the Knicks would benefit a lot from it because a lot of what Tibbs wants our players to do, we just don't employ players like that who can read and react and just make a play out of nothing. And yeah, I feel like yeah, Ivy quick, could quick, do that. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, spacing the floor for RJ a little bit more because we do see RJ being used off-ball. So I feel like it'd be a very, like, you know, mutual relationship. But, you know, I feel like with his cons, they're not even cons. Like, they're not even, like, things I'm upset about. It's just more I look at it as more areas of improvement because mm-hmm. – He's, he's a young guy, and on top of that, most of the things that he has problems with, these are common things that most prospects have problems with. Like, defense, that's what we hear almost almost yes, every literally. draft player, you know you're going to hear about defense. And then shooting, like, it's not, I wouldn't call it a con, again, area of improvement. His, his shot isn't broken. And then just the regular hiccups of a guard, you know, when you're being asked to bring the ball up that much, there's going to be a few turnovers, you know, you're, you're still learning, adjusting. So I feel like everything is uh, areas of improvement. So with Ivy, I see it as like the big swing that the, the Knicks should be going for because sure. it's really hard. We talked about this offline. It's hard to find a draft where a fourth pick that a team is even willing to give it up. And we've been hearing nonstop from the Kings camp that they're, they want to move out of it. Thank they want something. The Exactly. So <laughs> there, there aren't a lot of situations like this. Like like Nafi mentioned, the Knicks have been trying to move up to, to in between that top four. So this could be that chance. So I feel like he has a very high ceiling and it, it's a it's a swing worth taking because mm-hmm. we're a young team who can take chances like this. Yeah. And not to mention this this week, apparently I Ivy's camp is saying they're not interested in going to Sacramento. 
You know Ooh, what I mean? So, I mean, no, no surprise, but the fact that it's a report is pretty pretty interesting. And the fact that there are plenty of Knicks reports, you know, from, from Ian Bagley, and he's at the top of the list where where the Knicks organization is interested in, in actually moving up. The yeah. fact that we're hearing that as a rumor, that's progress he's, in of itself. The fact that what's even better, yeah. I saw the report that Sacramento might actually prefer Keegan Murray. They're like, oh, we don't we don't you care know, if I get saw that as well. We want this I other saw kid. that as well. Okay, well, I don't care if Rihanna rejected me. I got <laughs> I'll go after Shakira. What the fuck? Get out of here. Sacramento delusion as hell. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank God for the Kings. I meant right. that when I said it because like this opportunity to trade up for Ivy wouldn't be here. I feel like it was any other team that jumped. You know what I mean? Right. In that late lotto range. So I just want to get this answer real quick. Uh, IQ is also on the table to get to to go to Sacramento. No, 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 IQ, no, no, no I'm saying no, no, if, said, let's say he is. Would you would you pull the trigger for Ivy? Yes. No, I wouldn't. Nah. No? I mean, Rand- Randall, IQ, and the two first round picks. I wouldn't throw in IQ for Ivy. That's just my take. You know what I mean? But that deal without Ivy, you throw in Cam and Grimes and Deuce and fucking Jericho. You know what I mean? Just, just not IQ, OBRJ. I don't want them in this deal. You know what I mean? So okay. that's just me, though. And Faiz, what about you? I, I definitely obviously prefer all day not to give up IQ or OB, but if you're talking about a trade without Randall, if it's just the picks IQ, like no, it, no, it's Randall, really, Randall IQ two picks. If it's if it's Randall and IQ, I, I don't want I, I don't see IQ as like a throwaway player like Cam Reddish, just add him to the trade and, and get it over with type of shit. I would see IQ as more like the the you know IQ is coveted around the league. We heard it at the deadline. Like teams are asking for IQ, so I'm just not willing to throw him away like that. But if it's IQ, like, you know, moving up to from 11 to 4, 7 spots is not easy. So if the package is around IQ, like, I'm not excited about it. It's not something I'm like, yes, like, I need this trade to happen. But you only get opportunities with players like Jaden Ivey, like, once in a while. So yeah. th- that's the only reason, like, I'd even consider it. But I- I'd feel a lot better if it was if, if IQ's in a deal, then I'd feel better if we take Randall off the table. And y'all know exactly. I hate Randall. Because, exactly. But I, my whole mentality with that is like, okay, now since we made this jump, we could go ahead and still flip Randall for more assets. Yeah. To kind of even out the loss of saying exactly. by IQ, you know what I mean? So exactly. Yeah. So there are plenty of other teams that are interested in in Ivy and moving up to that number four pick and nabbing him. But let's say hypothetically we don't, we aren't able to trade up, and Ivy's taken by another team, and we get a chance to get number seven. And you know we'll keep this With one Portland, a little, sh- right? we'll keep this one a little. That's shorter. a Portland pick. That's a Portland pick because they are also you know trying to keep that time that window with Damon Lillard at, as active as they could and you know, try to get back into the playoffs. So any players that could fall in that number seven range that caught your guys' eye? I don't know about fall, but I do. I know Dyson Downs is the name that's coming up. I don't know if that's the first thing we wanted to go to. I see the vision with him, but I don't, I'm not particularly fond of him. And again, caveat being I'm not a scout here. You know what I mean? I literally just started digging into Dyson Downs last week. You know what I mean? So, the people that do seem to be high on them, you know, other writers, reporters, especially the league, they seem to be high on them with because not he's gonna have a all star upside, but because he's kinda like a high level role player, um, that can contribute to winning on your team. And I dig it, but also like if this is a trade up scenario where we're at seven and he's there, I wouldn't want to trade up for a high level role player, even as nice as he is. You know what I mean? Like a a straight up to me it's gotta be for a big swing, as Faye said, for a talent like Ivy or within that mold. Dyson to me like he looked a little like Derek Whitish, and maybe it's just the PTSD from seeing him just like miss everything in the, in the playoffs in the finals. You know what I mean? But like this, Dyson shoots like fifty percent at the free throw line. He can't shoot threes, but I definitely see the IQ and the appeal. Like I definitely see like 
him being a smart player with a feel for the game, he's you know, he's feisty on defense. I like that in young players. And like Zach Lowe always like to say, rookies are always trash on defense. So even if he does bring that value, it won't, we won't see it until probably like his second year. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's just my take on Dyson. You know what I mean? I don't know how y'all feel. Like Faiz, what do you what do you think of Dyson Daniels if 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 he's the guy at seven? Like. So I, I think I'm a little bit bigger on Dyson just because uh, I, I, the Josh Giddy comparison is really interesting mm-hmm. me there. Um, he's definitely right. <laughs> he's not he's not the shooter that Josh Giddy is, but like I feel like if Dyson gets an opportunity, he's the perfect connector that the Knicks just do not have on their roster. And it would be really good to just have someone like I wouldn't want to compare Dyson to Lamelo, but he just has this natural passing feel that I just haven't seen with other guards. That you know he he's always uh, looking to pass, like he's always looking to find the open man or making natural passes. That's the only reason I'm really big on him because I feel I like. See that. I, I feel like as, more Lonzo than Lamelo though. As far Lonzo, as, like, no, no, definitely game. more Lonzo as a connector because Lamelo, because of his own creativity, he can open up more shots for other people. But yeah. as a connector, yeah, definitely the Lonzo vibe. But you know, right after um, Ivy, I'd say he's he's the only other guard I'm really interested in because everyone else is basically wings. And like right. I am, I am interested in a wing. Don't get me wrong, I would like a wing. But if Dyson is available at seven, I I think I would go for him. I feel like we've seen it. I think uh, Nafi shared the. Uh, um, consensus, consensus board. board. He he seems to be consensus at seven, but most mocks I see him are at like five, six. Like he seems like someone who might get picked up a little bit early. So if he's available at seven, I, I'm I'm very interested in Dyson Daniels. I I guess I'm a lot lower on Dyson Daniels than you guys are because to me, you guys say Lamelo, you're throwing out Lonzo. To me, I think he's a dollar store Ben Simmons, Australian too. I said Derek White. Dollar store Ben Simmons is definitely better than Derek White. All right, fine. Whatever, whatever's lower, whatever's lower than that, because this man is shooting thirty percent from the three, has a shaky handle, he has he's he has a de- he has a defensive chops, um, and you know he's not really a self creator. He has a shaky handle. I don't know. I I don't think he's that good. I'm surprised that he's number five on some people's big boards. I think it's because he's a second main point guard that that's coming out. Yeah, it's 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 the lack of guards. Exactly. I think it's so. also like the situation where like we saw it literally just with the 2020 draft, which was quote unquote a weak draft, but then you look back on it, that shit is looking really fucking good mm-hmm. now. And I feel like the league kind of qualifies drafts beforehand and then they have like these impressions. So they're just like, "Oh, it's only the, there's only four star level upside here. Everybody after that is a role player, high level role player, right?" So I feel like that is gearing Dyson like rise up the boards or whatever. But I also feel like and this is me playing that someone that devil's avocado shit, but high like, don't y'all feel it should be more of a plus that he already kind of has a head start on that transition to the NBA because he played in the right. G, League. G League, so he's already got access to not even playing against grown men, but the culture of the strength and conditioning in the NBA system. You know what I mean? He played like, against NBA players in the Celebrity Weekend mm-hmm. or whatever. Exactly. The... Yeah, he he's basically been you know playing a higher level of competition than your typical college prospect, or definitely higher than what he'd face in Australia. So do y'all? think you know y'all are underselling that aspect just like him being more clinical pro ready despite being 19 just for the fact that he's already played in the g league perhaps um, i feel perhaps. like a, a, i feel like a lot <laughs> of the flaws take. i feel like <laughs> a, a, a lot of the f- take. Okay. <laughs> i feel like a lot of the flaws that we see in him are the same thing as lonzo he was a really bad free throw shooter he was a really poor shooter and overall and if he can stay on the court more than lonzo like 
a lot of Knicks fans were clamoring for Lonzo last year. It's just the injury problems and the overpay was the issue. So if you can snag, like I'm saying, if we can like kind of snag him at seven, like I wouldn't want to give up too much to move up there. But you know, if we can get him at seven and get someone in that role on our team for like the price we get him at, I- I'm interested. I'm, I'm pretty I interested. I, just, I watched his takes to the rim. I was like, yo, that half these shits could be just yeah. squatted into the yeah, first, yeah. Like, he, the first row. Zero creation. Like he has no creation. Like, for he's himself got like this, and, his trademark things used to be like this cute little like 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 hook shot slash fo- right. floater. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I could literally see Dikembe Mutombo coming out of retirement to grab that shit out the air. Yeah, no, <laughs> offensively, mean? like, offensively, he's he's pretty bad. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's but then again, watch. it's it comes with the territory of like, if you take him, you're not taking him to be like, oh, we have our point guard of the future. It's like, okay, we're gonna drop him in amongst other higher level athletes and prospects, and he'll fit in as a puzzle piece. Exactly. Because exactly. I wouldn't trade up with that that profile of a player. Right. You know what I mean? So that's just me. I, and I, you know, I feel like we're all kind yeah, of. Yeah, I, I just don't think it's worth game. trading up for whether it's Dyson right. Dans or even Shade and Sharp. I mean, Shane Sharp has mystery uh, box. He's a giant That's question a mark, box. and maybe maybe he's going to be excellent. But I mean, you know, the he could be like a Bradley Beal type of player from from what I've seen, six five, seven foot wings. From, from from the grainy high school videos we all had to like <laughs> exactly. binge watch. I mean, I <laughs> hey, I mean, yo, high school videos nowadays, man, that shit is like production value. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm it's definitely lie. a step up from the Seventh Woods days. But I was telling y'all <laughs> offline, Seventh Woods gave me PTSD. Like I can't watch high school highlights of any prospect and just be like, oh yeah. This kid's the one yeah. because a it's happened too year, many times. Like, remember Thon Maker? Yeah. Remember Thon yeah. Maker's high school highlights? You, so it's just like was like thirty years old. <laughs> yeah, at least. So like, if if Shaden Sharp seems to be like pundits and the league circles, whatever these you know these sources are saying, is if if Shaden Sharp is like rising up the boards and he's coveted, that's because they have a multitude of information we don't right. have access to. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be disingenuous to start talking about Shaden Sharp's game, but. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess the main connection there, if we do trade up for him, is the Kentucky connection. But I was going to ask y'all, like, he do y'all think play it's... with Kentucky. He exactly. Do y'all think it's valid? Because apparently, like, uh, uh, Coach Calipari was, like, pissed at him for what went down. Not pissed at him, but maybe pissed at, like, his entourage for pulling him the out of and not even playing. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, do y'all... I don't even think the Kentucky connection is valid there if, like, Coach Cal is like, nah, he's, he has bad people around him. You know what I mean? If he tells Leon and World Wide West that. But, like... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> y'all can dig into the, the high school tape, but uh, <laughs> consider me tapping out. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess Calip- Calipar is really the only guy who kind of has an idea of what, what he's capable of just because he's saw him in high school and then brought him in. I'm sure he practiced with him a little bit. Just, But it, overall, like, you know, just just on paper, it seems like he could be an excellent player. He's like a two-way potential. He's a, good, he's a great shooter, extremely great athletic. Shooter. He might be arguably the most athletic guy in this draft. Hops, and he got crazy mm-hmm. hops, like bigger than Ivy too. Yeah, so, exactly. like, against high school players though. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's the caveat. See, it's just it's the big question mark, like him not playing a year. Like so, when Mitch missed his full year of college, it, it, you don't feel bad because you're taking a swing on like a second round pick. Exactly, but like yeah. I'm moving up to seven to pick a guy who hasn't played in a year. It's it's really tough for me to be excited about that. If he somehow but. moves down to eleven, because he might. And, and, the, these that's, guys, that's who, are, these that's guys who are ranked from six down could could end up falling down to eleven. We see we see it every year. If he's if he's available at eleven, I'm taking him. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. yeah I'd point. agree with that. At that a point, lot of upside like, there. Late lotto, you gotta if you have a prospect like that that is a quote unquote walking embodiment of a mystery box, and he's there at eleven, you take that swing. Right. And if it fails, then it's just like okay, no. Nobody will really care. I mean, they'll care just because we're the Knicks, but you, you know what I mean. Like, it's not yeah. really that big a deal. It's not hurtful to the development of the team, or like, yeah. and we're not drafting a savior. This is this is one of those years in the Knicks draft where we're not looking for a savior to really 
bring us back to like the third round of the playoffs or something Good like point. that. Yeah. Just someone yeah. to Especially add into the 11. team and contribute. You know. I mean, all right. When we talk about the mystery box, you know, who about him? Did, was there anybody else y'all like were eyeing that is within that seven range? Like, if we were, if we're still operating on the hypothetical scenario that Portland just can't have enough Julius Randle, and we give him Julius an eleven, and we go up to seven, is there anybody else, another name, either you two are are thinking would be a good get at seven? The only player I would say is uh, Benedict Matherin, and the only reason mm. I'm gonna have him at seven is because first of all, after that, the 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 uh, March Madness performance, he shot up the board, and I I know he's not gonna fall to eleven, so there's no real point of talking about him at eleven. So it'd be more realistic about talking about about him as like a, a seventh pick because. Teams are really interested in this guy. He's a freak athlete. He's a good shooter, off-ball player that the Knicks badly need. So I, Benedict Matherin at 7 would be like a, a puzzle piece fit right into the Knicks uh, offense, in my opinion. But I really don't see him falling to that 11th pick. I like him. That's the exact name I was hoping you'd bring up because that's that's the guy I'd much prefer at 7 over Dyson Daniels. And that just might be a preference thing. You know what I mean? But every every reason you like, we've kind of plus you pointed out is why I like him because, like, 3 and D, not 3 and D, but, like, having a wing that could shoot, athletic, you know what I mean? Um, he Every time I watch, like, from what I've seen, he's very fierce attacking the rim. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and he's got, like, that above-the-rim threat and transition as far as, like, a guard. I feel like, you know, him and Obi running the court, it would be some nice shit. You know what I mean? Him, Cam, and Obi just, like, running like gazelles in transition. That'd be dope. You know what I mean? But, I don't, and this is kind of nitpicking, but as far as cons, though, I didn't really see much passing. But you're, like I said, it's nitpicking for what he profiles he has as. Some you're, you're, upside, but it's not. It's not like yeah, right. Like you're gonna bring him in just because he's a he's a wing that can shoot and he's athletic and he's got that upside. And I feel like that complements RJ, which RJ is the designated playmaker now. You know, and I'm excluding Julius out of this conversation for obvious reasons. But I don't know. That's just what, what do you think of Benedict, Mo? I, I don't have too much to say about him. I, you know, truth be told, truth be though. told, I, I didn't have uh, Hell of a too name much time for research. My my thing with with a lot of these wings is that I just gut feeling. I feel like Cam could be as good as they are. Uh, Cam, Cam is as good as they are and has a higher ceiling than these guys do. So for mm. for a player that we're gonna move up for, especially one who plays Cam's position, I think like we'd end up having to trade Cam. And I just don't yeah. think it's I just yeah. don't think it's worth it. I think we could get I, I think we could get Cam on a steel, you know, extension afterwards and I think he has a higher potential than, than Benedict. And again, you know, I, I, disclaimer I like that you brought up Cam. Disclaimer bro. Yeah, is yeah. I, I just didn't, I didn't watch him like that, so I can't I can't be sure. A little bit of injury history with Cam. That's the only thing I'm a little bit concerned mm. with, but I'm I'm with you. I'm not. I don't think any of us are really excited to move up to seven. It's just more like I feel like if we're even excited to move up to seven, it's more like leapfrog. Like that, of course <laughs> that, but leapfrog from 11 to 7 to hopefully move up to 4 because it's an easier transition mm. of 4 to 7 than mm. 11 to 4. So th- that's that's my take on that. I'm not – yeah, I'm not really excited because at that pick at 7, there's a lot of – like the wings I feel like in this draft are impressive. Like A.J. Griffin falls into that yeah, 7 category yeah. too. He's the best shooter in the draft like straight up. So it's, it, I'm not really excited to move up to 7 and snag a player there, but I feel like the only reason we have to talk about it is because there's a lot of players that fall outside of the Knicks range at 11, but could also potentially fall to 11, right, which would be awesome. Yeah. Now. To like go back to most point about Cam, though, like what I, as I was watching these kids and I'm like writing these notes, a lot of what I wrote down was just like, this is more of a preference thing. Like I prefer 
my wings to be a little more have a little more length pause you know I mean be <laughs> be bigger longer have uh, you know what I mean and cam profiles is that that's the first obviously he's, he's the big wing on our team right now and i feel like you know you got evan who's 66 you got rj 66 alec burke is still on the team he's 66 benedict is like around that same height and you've got quentin grimes who's like 65 64 ish you know what i mean so if we're going after a wing you know like i'd prefer it to be somebody that's got a little bit more length you know what i mean and i feel like not to say that benedict wouldn't be a good fit next to rj and iq you know what i mean but i also would you know that's just my stylistic preference at the end of the day as far as wings are concerned but you know i mean they're not that tall most of them are actually under six five from from what i see here benedict is under six five and if y'all, if y'all want me to go to this guy next who actually got invited to the green room today a number of names got invited today once those invites went out tari eason of lsu um, he's more so, according to consensus board, he's on like that 15 range from across all these other boards. Um, he's a guy that I legit just started watching yesterday, and like I don't want to sound like, you know I mean, like, oh, he, you know what I mean? I, I found Tyrese, and he, look at this guy, guys, you know what I mean? He's a good player. Y'all should hear about him. Nah, I mean, I saw a lot of people bigging him up, you know what I mean? Like, like again, shout out to Prez of uh, Strickland. He's big fan of him. So when a dude like that is really like, hopped on one specific prospect i gotta go look into him you know what i mean so I, I like what i saw from him and i feel like as far as my kind of profile of a wing that complements the young guys we have he fits that closer than like benedict does and that's because he's like he's size and length he's like six seven you know what i mean he's a little old 21 which also seems to be something this current front office prefers but size length explosiveness um he was rattling the rim on his dunks and he's got like that defensive intensity like he legit is profiles as like that 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 robert covington 3 and d type of wing that's like six eight ish you know what i mean that can like come out from the weak side be your secondary rim protector on top of whatever center you got out there so that's why i liked about him i don't know if y'all had a chance to see him but he's definitely a name that i feel like you know when we're talking about undersized wings Tari Eason stands out just because he's taller than a lot of these other wings and he's got more length than a lot of these other wings that we'd be discussing what y'all now, think now is this are we continuing the conversation of players you would move up to seven four? Are we now at oh, no, no, no. We're talking about. He says more like eleven. Maybe even move down from what I'm understanding, so, right? Yeah. You just want to discuss a player. You're saying that this is someone that you would pick up at eleven. No, I mean, I figure we talked about the scenarios of four and seven. We could talk about like now the the rest of the prospects we we like right. for for eleven if we stand pat. You know what I mean? And I don't want to even you know we both we all talked about this offline. I don't think any of us want talk about the permutations of a possible trade down this is way too <laughs> yeah. we got brock Allen in our front office bro he'll come up with some trigonometry to Ain't get like eight that. picks in the future and trade down sorry whatever but yeah we're, we're talking about tari Eason and this next batch of guys at 11 so if i use you got any takes about tari or i i'm <laughs> empty brain here I, you, you mentioning him was the <laughs> first time i've <laughs> ever heard of him if i'm be honest <laughs> with you Non-experts, you know. I know so he's getting I'm love a, now. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I see a scouting report. I, I did hear, looks, yeah, he I heard solid. he's been, <laughs> I've been hearing he's been moving up the board a little bit, so. I mean, shout out to Dave Zanon as well. He gave a shout out to Tyre Eason, so. I know his, his tweet was just like, talk soon. I was like, oh, shit, Dave only does, does talk soon for the legit guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, another reason why I was like, literally digging into him. Zenon, <laughs> by the way. Dave is Zenon. Oh, Zenon, yeah, yeah. My, my fault, Dave. My fault. Um. Shout out, Dave. Then, yeah, I mean, I guess if y'all don't have any uh, major takes on Tari, I mean, I don't I mean, have do you know, any. Do you know like why said, he's ranked lower than all the other wings? As far, like, it looks like his Age, numbers are I'd solid. Say. And, you know, 
I, I'd say it's age. He's 21, but he'll be 22 okay. probably. So, like, you know how it is with the NBA. If, any draft, NFL and NBA draft. If you're younger, you're going to go up higher. If you actually – if you look upside. up the consensus board, uh, he's the oldest technically. Like, at, mm, he's, like, yeah, 15. Like, 15. Everyone before 15 is younger than him. So, I guess exactly. that, that would be it. But we, like I mentioned – our front office seems to like these 21-year-olds. 20, I mean, Obi was like I mean, not just our front 25. office. The Grizzlies front office. Like, a lot of these teams are now looking into players who are second-year, third-year players now. Right, because, because you're seeing, like, especially nowadays, they're coming in more ready to contribute. You know, it's because so. their ceilings aren't as high, but their floors are high, and they're ready to contribute. And we, we know what we're going to get out, out of a lot of these players. So. All right. I mean, if y'all, if y'all don't got Tari takes, you see, you see the Tari takes. You'll see that. Trademark. Um, y'all got any other guys at eleven? Um, I mean, I know we all got uh, guys, but like, what's the what's the first name either of y'all two want to bring up at uh, eleven? If we were to stay there, I think I'm just gonna bring up the biggest name that like everyone has been talking about. I feel like he's lit Nick's Twitter on fire. It's got to be Johnny Davis. Uh, he's Oof. been like the guy that everyone is like feeding for on the team. Uh, a lot of like Quentin Grimes comparisons on defense, but just not as great of a three point shooter as Quentin Grimes, I would say. But within the paint, like great pick and roll, great has a, is a hardworking kid apparently because has a high motor, and I've, I've I've been seeing his name everywhere it feels like on Nick's Twitter because he feels like the most realistic player for us. I've seen a few mock drafts that have him a little bit higher than 11, but most dra- most mocks either have him mocked to us or a little bit lower. So I feel like he's someone who's been on, on everyone's board recently. So do you like him or... What do you think of him? I, I personally like him, but I like him as, like, the 11th pick. You feel me? Like, someone who's not – like, I'm not super big on them or anything, but these wing players, it's, it's always a great investment to develop them because – People are going to always want them. People are always going to want players like Cam Reddish, Quentin Grimes. And if we can add another guy like that, especially a guy that hopefully um, Johnny Bryant would still be on, on our coaching staff who can help develop this type of player, I feel like he would be great. But I still see him more as like a role player than I do someone with like a lot of upside. But I've seen people say he has a lot of upside. So Y'all see him more as a wing? Because no, I kind of see him be, as a combo, yeah, like combo his body guard. type, profile. You know combo, I mean? right, right. He's a guard. He is a guard for sure. Yeah, I mean. But you know what these guards and wings nowadays, it's. It's, it's all interchangeable. It's you a little bit blurry now. Playing center, like, yeah, I say he's more of a guard because he, he's, re- he's not that great from the three-point line. So, like, most of the time with the wings, you want them to be able to shoot you know, nowadays. The whole so. idea with 3 and D came from wings, you know what I mean? Right, so I, right. Yeah. But um, with Johnny, like you said, he was one of the first names that was coming up in Nick's Twitter, and there was a point. There's always a point where like I tune out all draft prospect talk unless it's like unless we are so horrible and we're tanking that year, and all we care about is the prospects. Right. But especially like the last two years, I just been tuning it out until like this time, or you know, what I mean, a little closer to the draft. But yeah, Johnny Davis was the one I saw floated a lot, and um, I like the kid, bro. Like I like the fact that like he's got a little RJ to him, a lot of RJ to him. He's like fierce. You know what I mean? He's got like that like take no prisoners. He's all about his business. Great you know on mean? defense. Like, yeah, yeah, and he's feisty. Yeah, bro. Like he, the fact that he's not a wing, I feel like the fact that he doesn't have that size. That's why it pushes him to try even harder on defense. At least that's what I saw. He's fierce on D like that. He's a bucket getter, bro. But as far as like whether I see that translating, I think if anything, his role is kind of like. And at eleven, this is probably a good piece to have. But I think he's more like a scorer, six man type off the bench. Right, you know what I mean? Right, like right. if we get Johnny Davis eleven, I'll be happy. You know what I mean? Um, there definitely some cons. I don't know if y'all have anything that comes to mind first when you talk about like kind of weaknesses you're worried about with them. What about, what about you, yeah. Mo? You I seen mean, up Johnny his Davis? Shooting, his shooting is problematic. Mm. He uh, handling. Yeah, he shot under creating uh, he for shot himself. 
under 31% from the three. That's that's not that's not too good. My, my thing is that if we're going to draft him at 11, what exactly are we wondering what his role will be? I know you mentioned six men, but we have we have Quentin Grimes. We have Cam Rush. We have Fournier. We have RJ. Where do we see – where would we see him, you know, why, where, where would we see him fitting in? I mean, defensively he's great, but if he's not capable of shooting and he's in a starting lineup, let's say, for example, with RJ and Fournier, I mean, that the ball's not going to be really gravitating towards him. So – I mean, that's the thing. I think he'll be a six-man. You know what I mean? And, like, in this scenario, like, if we don't get a point guard, then IQ would start, right? So then somebody's got to fill in that six-man role. I feel like John Davis could come in there. And kid's a bucket. And I think that's the kind of role, like, at least starting out, I think he would thrive in. Like, you make him be kind of like the designated bucket getter off the bench, let him run that unit. And you still got Grimes, And all the though. opportunities to be – Assuming Cam Yeah, but starts. Grimes is a shooter. Grimes is a shooter, though. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, Johnny Davis operates more as, like, a creative scorer type. Yeah, 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 inside the art kind of creator, and Grimes will complement that. Grimes round, like Grimes has playmaking chops, but what we've seen so far in the NBA, he's a pure shooter, off-ball threat type of guy, and he's not really going to create off the ball unless he absolutely has to. He's like Spurri- Spursian in that regard. Like You know Danny Green wasn't a creator off the dribble, yeah. but he could do enough when he did get it in a, in a tight situation to either pass or dribble and shoot, right? And I feel like Grimes could fit that role with Johnny Davis off the bench because I don't, I don't really see the, the clash there with Grimes and, and Johnny Davis because I feel like Johnny Davis – to me, profiles more as a big guard, combo guard type. You know what I mean? And I feel like I've seen enough savviness in his passing. Not to say that he's an elite passer. His assist numbers are garbage. There's upside there. Yeah, there's upside there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he needs to be better as far as that. But I also feel like at Wisconsin, he was he was the guy. He was taking on that load. It's not like he's playing with Kentucky surrounded by – oh, you know, not Kentucky nowadays, but you know what I mean. He's not surrounded by other high-level prospects. So, I mean, that's, that, that's what I'm thinking as a role. What do you think, Faiz, as far as, like, you know, to Mo's question about – projected role i mean i feel like it, it, like this is like a more even overall conversation it might not even specifically be, be about johnny davis but i feel like if we're picking with the 11th pick i i just don't expect the player to contribute a lot i seen him more as like getting minutes off the bench when maybe cam is out or he doesn't take cam's role specifically but when players are out i see him more taking that role and that's that's what the concern was always with us drafting at 11 especially with tibbs because he's not going to want to play a young guy he's going to trust the guys that he has more so i feel like anyone we pick at 11 is going to kind of be like that whereas you know Obviously, with Jaden Ivey, he's a completely different type of player. He's going to get playing time. Seven, a lot of these kids at seven are kind of like they're proving to be NBA ready, but 11 feels like it's like we're just kind of experimenting a little bit. Right, we're not expecting them to walk into a starting lineup, especially with Tibbs, you know what I mean? And I feel like it gives you a little bit – again, I don't see him taking Grimes' role, but it gives you a little bit more leeway and maybe we can trade Rose out or we can trade Grimes out or we can – like, you know, it gives you a little bit of uh, leeway with these players. But whoever we pick at 11, I'm not – I feel like they're not – it's not going to be a sexy pick. You know, it's going to be kind of like just someone who fits in a little bit. So So is that – Yeah, because I feel like – I was just going to ask if this is your – top pick out 11 team stays the same Knicks are on the clock 11 you're going with uh Johnny Davis if he's available I'm, I'm gonna say yeah I mean if most of the other guys that we've talked about if like if 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 the people that we wanted like for example Matherin or AJ Griffin they, they're like all f- taken up like yeah it's 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 probably gonna be him I mean the you know if you want to transition the other big name similar type of player is uh Matt Oh, my Malachi. God. I was going to say Malaki. Oh, my yeah. God. I was going to say Malaki. <laughs> Get oh exposed my God. real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, my like fob ass. going to say Malaki. Hey, Malaki, bye. Uh, yeah. 
So, you know, it, again, like, it, it's it's going to be either him or, or him. And I think I'd probably go with Johnny Davis just because I feel like he fits in a lot with Tibbs and Tibbs' mm. system in terms of defense. So, I, I also don't know a lot about um, oh, okay. Malachi Pine. So. Uh, I got you. I got you. So, let me, let me talk about our brother then. <laughs> uh, I like Malachi more than Johnny Davis. So, to answer your question, at 11, um, I'd probably rank him. Non-expert rankings here, by the way. Nobody can call us on this. This this is null and void. You know what I mean? Our listeners, they can't call bullshit on this. Because if you go back to our old draft, I was calling Obi Toppin like an athletic Enos Cantor, and now we love him. So. <laughs> you know what I mean? So y'all can take this with a grain of salt. Go go chug a whole bag of salt. Whatever. But my ranking at 11 would go Malachi, um, Tari, and then Johnny Davis. And speaking of Malachi, like another name that a friend of the pod, Dave, likes. You know what I mean? Um but, yo, he's – like, the questions you got about, like, Johnny Davis's jumper, Malachi don't got, bro. I love right, his jumper, right. bro. That he could shoot from wet. anywhere on the floor. I, I, I was anywhere on the floor. I was like, bro, is this, is this Quentin Grimes I'm watching? Like, what kind of – are we allowed to have two pure shooters like this on the team? You know what I mean? Like, I was He'll definitely him, like, keep defenses on their feet because he can yeah. shoot from – like, literally, I don't see any holes on the floor from where he can shoot from. Like, whether it be mid-range, whether it be outside the arc, he's not too bad at finishing, so – yeah, he's the the form is sweet, and like he can rise and fire on that mid range. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that just look like second pull up shot score. is insane. Yeah, like he's a three level scorer, and like that's you know you talk about like at eleven the type of prospects you would get. You're not expecting him to walk into a starting lineup, but like Malachi, like I feel like a lot of upside there. There's a lot of upside there, regardless. And if he's there at eleven, I feel like you got to run up to the podium and turn that card in or whatever the fuck. Just go ahead and I, get him on the team. Right? I've been hearing a lot of comparisons to, like, Donovan Mitchell in terms of, like, they think that Malachi could be, like, the the superstar. Not superstar, but, like, all-star in the, like, you know, diamond-in-the-rough type of player in the 11th pick. Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of good things been floating about him. He's got that him. two-way potential, too, that a lot of these wings don't seem to have. A lot of, a lot of the players in, in this top 10 that are wings are excellent on one side of the ball, but Malachi seems to be that guy who is excellent as a shooter, but... Defensively, he's got that potential too, and playmaking is is going to be next. And for me, Malachi would be in my top. T- like, if we had to choose two players, you know, Malachi would be in, would be one of those two for me. Yeah, I get like super murky around this area because it's like pick your poison type of like you know what kind of player. So I feel like um, a lot of this stuff. It's exactly why we give the disclaimer with the non-expert stuff. It's I can't really like it's harder for me to differentiate when we get further and further into the draft. Like. Right, so, like it'd be one thing if we was like studying these dudes' hard bodies since like September. That's right. not us. <laughs> we too yeah. busy stressing about the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah. So and he uh, fit well just because I mean his one weakness or one of his few weaknesses is, is quickness. He's just he's just not fast. But yeah. like when you play for the Knicks, unfortunately we don't have a team that's always on the run. Unless you know there's some starting lineup changes, which we're hoping for. But at that point, you know he'll he'll figure it out. But even with most of our transition play, it's like a player leaking out and like yeah. getting a transition bucket more than the whole team yeah. running together <laughs> like a but wolf key, pack. What I see from Malachi on transition, he knows he's savvy, bro. He knows how to fill the lane in transition. Good feel like, for the he, game, yeah. Yeah, like with college kids, you know what I mean? It's almost like some sometimes you see these college teams in transition, it's like a bunch of chickens running with their heads up, cut off, you know what I mean? But like Malachi, when he's in transition, he don't got the ball, he's running straight to the corner, you know what I mean? He's going to the wing, he's spotting up, and he's there almost immediately when uh the whoever penetrated is trying to pass it out. He's there. Malachi's there, catch it, shoot. Mm-hmm. Shit is smooth, bro. His drives like, need to get a little better. He's kind of like me, just 
putting his head yeah. down, running straight. That's all I could do. Just that's that's it. Just yeah. like a fucking bull. That's <laughs> and as far as comp though, I know he doesn't have that athleticism, but it's like how he how low he gets that stance he has when he dribbles to the paint, bro. It almost looked like Oladipo before like his knees turn into string cheese. You know what I mean? Like he has that kind of like low dribble. He doesn't have that explosive athleticism, but like I like it. You know? And like I also read he has like really long arms for his size, which. Shit, man. I mean, not to sound like Jay Billis, but like wingspan is important in the NBA. There, right? There's <laughs> so especially like, with defense. There's shades of yeah, uh, Mikhail yeah. in there somewhere. So, somewhere there. He's got a little bit more creation than Mikhail, I think. Like, and uh, Mikhail, he could shoot. I don't remember, but like, he just his shot just didn't look pretty. Malachi's mm. look pretty, bro. Like, I kept saying yeah. Grimes esque on so many makes he'd have, and I'm just like, yo. This would be porn. <laughs> Him and Grimes just shooting, bro. I'll pull up to the warm up and shoot around early to see that shit. <laughs> uh, all right, so my my other pick that I would choose at eleven if it's not Malachi. This is under the assumption. All right, so so I had I had kind of a. Uh oh, is this the surprise yeah, yeah, man? I had a little bit of an epiphany with, with this one, and, and you know. Man, Dis- disclaimer: If I'm completely wrong about this, in in a couple of years when we listen back to this, I'm throwing it out there. I am a not I am a non-expert. I don't know shit about ball. There you, you know go. what I mean. There you go. We have I'm, no culpability exactly. now. We're legally not obligated to these takes. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're not responsible. So, <laughs> we have a free agent this year, Mitchell Robinson, and his his oh, positives. And I every episode I've had great things to say about Mitchell Robinson, but then I started watching highlights of Jalen Duran, and and. Memphis, kid, Memphis right? kid, and he's nice. I don't know how much research you guys have had a chance to do, but he is amazing defensively, and boy, he freak. has some offensive game and some playmaking capabilities. Not saying that he's good at playmaking or shooting, but he tries. But he's better than he's Mitchell better Robinson. Than Mitchell than Robinson. <laughs> he could be a three-quarter Bam out of bio, but he doesn't have to be. He is the youngest prospect in this, in, in pro- that's going to go in yeah, the top by third. Far, he's right? 18 years old, and the fact that we God could damn. get potentially the Mitchell Robinson plus some offense and not have to re-sign Mitch and and trade Mitchell Robinson to sign trade and get some more assets out of it. I like that idea a little bit. What do you guys think? I see the vision, but also, like, I don't know, I'm torn. Because when Tommy, Tommy Beer, when we had him on the pod, shout out to another friend of the pod, he talked about, like, the, the, the financial aspect of, like, okay, we let Mitch watch, walk, rather. We have, like, a, a controlled asset at the center position that's young and talented. We could add to whatever the the little stable of centers we got with Noel, Jericho, and if Taj comes back. But on that same token, my take is like I see the vision, but I just feel like I don't know. I'm just high on Jericho Sims. Noel, he had a bad year, but he has been a useful player in the past. I just feel like if you're at 11, if we're staying at 11, you got to swing for talent and not really look for cost control replacements to impending free agents. That's my personal take. You know what I mean? But I see definitely. He's a freak, he, bro. And he like, I'm watching. Like, watch? You know, just to say what you're saying. Yeah, he, but he, I, Jericho could end up starting. No, that's true. That's true. Like, I mean, like we said, like whoever we pick at 11 is not gonna. They're gonna not gonna be walking into a starting position. But like, I just feel like, in a league where we're watching the finals and sometimes the tallest person on the court is six eight, six nine, Kevon Looney. You know what I mean? How valuable is it for us to have a lotto pick and spending on our center? And as talented as Duran is, like, I feel you on all that, especially, like, given the fact that, like, two years ago we saw James Wiseman, who only played, like, one game, go, like, two, second overall, but we got Duran available at our range. Not to completely say it's a one-on-one-to-one comparison, but, like, 
whose mystery box aspect of James Wiseman, who went number two, but then there's a mystery box aspect. There's not a mystery box aspect to Jalen Duran, and he's targeted in our range. It doesn't make sense. That's, me, where, that's, where, that's where the sign trade comes in, though, because if we are able to get a wing with that sign trade, and maybe we look at Chicago, maybe they're interested in Patrick Williams and coming to the Knicks. No way. No, no way. Chicago's giving up bad bones for Mitchell. I mean, love Patrick Williams. That out kid there. doesn't get to play, especially for time. Mitchell Robinson. Oh my God! Don't they got the beef because yeah, Mitchell yeah, Robinson? Yeah, like, and then um, I think that Chicago. Something happened. I think Patrick Mitchell Robinson like stumbled into Patrick Williams and he got oh, injured. He yeah, assaulted yeah, him, yeah, according yeah, to the city of Chicago. He assaulted him. It was, okay, it was terrible. I try to keep it light. I said it was. I think him a little light tap, a little push. The love tap. Get out of here, Chicago fans. I don't know. I like Jalen Duran. He's definitely the best big. Like, there's no question about it because he gives you everything Mitch does, but I'd say definitely a little bit better. He has the good hands. He has good defense. Uh, like you said, he has some play playmaking upside, which Mitch has zero playmaking upside. I, I don't see any playmaking upside from Mitch. I see a lot of comparisons to Time Lord because he also has, like, a little bit of a mid-range shot. It's not, like, mm. silk, but, like, you know, he has that in his game, but... I'm with Nafi. It's it's really tough for me to to want to use a pick at eleven on a center. I also do think it's possible Jalen Duran goes above eleven. Yeah. He might he might not even be on the board. That's how good he is. Mark Williams might be the guy who's available to us, but I, you know I'm not gonna be out with pitchforks if the Knicks take Jalen. You know uh, if they take um Duran, but like, torch, no? <laughs> but I, like it's it's the it's exactly what Nafi said. Like the way the NBA is shifting, it's really hard for me to like be enthusiastic about taking a center at 11 but honestly if they do take a center i would hope it's Jalen Duran cuz he's yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's impressive man i i will say he's an he, impressive player so i just had an epiphany myself though like i feel like i would be more on board with the Jalen Duran pick if we still had Kenny Payne on staff the big man whisper here i, you know I don't mean? blame like, you like he would be the perfect pe- like piece of clay for Kenny Payne to mold but you know shout you. out to Kenny Payne doing this thing in Louisville so i think that factors in for me as well like I don't know. I mean, not to say that the staff we have right now, they can't develop players, but I I feel like without Kenny Payne there, from what we know as, as spectators and fans, he was the big man developer, right? And if we're going to take a pro- quote-unquote project big man at 11, I prefer if we still had Kenny on staff. That's just me, though. But it's I definitely def- see the vision with yeah. Duran, though. I see the vision yeah, it's, 100%. It's a two-part. It's a Mitch would have to be traded but... for a wing, and then we, we signed Duran. There's but a lot then, of benefit with him being 18, but it, it's tough, too. It's tough having yeah. an 18-year-old with, with, with tips. <laughs> yeah, he's got And Jericho's young, too. Jericho's <laughs> Mitchell Robinson's age, so he's, like, relatively, like, kind of young, too. I mean, he's inexperienced in the NBA, you know, so I feel like there's going to be a big question mark at center next year if, if Mitch walks. So let's see what happens. I meant to Kenny Payne, and I just brought up the uh, another theme that runs rampant with this front office as Leon took over. And that theme, my friends, is nepotism. <laughs> with that being said, Faiz, you mentioned a name that we haven't really touched on yet in depth. A.J. Griffin, I don't know if y'all are aware, his dad, Adrian Griffin, has worked under Tibbs for multiple years in Chicago, mm-hmm. and even Minnesota, I believe. And I haven't seen that connection brought up. I was doing the Googles and research today. I was like, wait a minute, is this... Griffin kid related to Adrian? <laughs> um, I didn't you know, know what I mean? So, yeah. like, wow. No, I know that it's kind of conspicuous yeah. that that isn't out there, right? So, isn't it kind of shady that, like, us, our front office, who doesn't leak anything unless it's strategic, there's that connection has been put out there? You know what I mean? Like, I almost feel like AJ Griffin's a guy. <laughs> I don't know. But, Faiz, if he like, falls, if he falls, if he again. falls, or even if it's a trade up, but oh, if or the trade up, right? Cause yeah, because like there's obviously that established connection. He's got that pedigree we mentioned with Ivy. You know what I mean? He had had parents that was in the NBA or had a parent, Adrian Griffin. You know what I mean? What, y'all, what, what do you think of him, Faiz? Like, uh, 
So, I mean, consensus-wise, he is the best shooter in the draft. And, you know, he can shoot from from three in, in a multitude of ways. He's a great player. But I'm going to I'm gonna have to say one con on him. He got basically played off the floor uh, uh, in the in the NCAA tournament. And, like, it, it was tough to see, like, one of your best players ba- barely log any minutes in, in, like, one of your biggest pivotal games. So, it's just that's the only reason I'm a little hesitant. And with the injury history that he has, yeah. just a little hesitant. But... Again, like his upside is there, man. He, he he's eighteen as well. I think he's closer to nineteen and literally the best shooter in the draft. So I'm not opposed to it, but I'm not too excited about him as a player. How about yeah. how about you? How I, I, I I'm a little more hesitant than you are with that injury history. I mean, if we were a team like the Nuggets were when they drafted MPJ, it makes a bit more right. sense. But the Knicks right. are not in that kind of position where they could take a fly and, and risk it with a player with a high ceiling, but with that injury history in, in A.J. Griffin. And he's, a, he's an excellent shooter, yes. But what else? I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a decent finisher, but defense isn't really there. His pass game is eh. And, you know, he, he just he just has a lot of potential, but that, that injury history is just too too scary for me, especially if, we, if we're going to move up for him, I'd be, I'd be pissed. I would be so pissed. Yeah, if, that. if he falls to eleven, I'd be a little bit more better about it. But yeah, if we're moving up to seven for him, it's it's a big project. It's, history, it's a, it's it's a big project to move up on. You know. My thing is like I like Griffin's game, but like I caught myself because I didn't want to get too infatuated with him because I I don't want to find myself in another DSJ Dennis Smith Jr. situation where it came out that the Knicks didn't draft him, particularly because of his medicals. Like they didn't like what they saw, or they weren't able to get access to his medicals. And if this kid, A.J. Griffin, has medical issues, that's almost always a red flag with uh, definitely for NFL teams, but also with NBA teams. You know what I mean? We see prospects fall all the time because of injury issues. So, but And he's not like, like Shaden Sharp where, like, you know, he missed a whole year. Yeah, and yeah, like, But he was healthy. That, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. This kid Griffin is like it's not like, as much of a mystery box. It's yeah, yeah. I just like his game, though, bro. I don't know. He's nice. Like, his shot he, is so. He Chris Middleton. Like, low-key. Like, the way he kind of, like, the, 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 it's like slow and measured crafty almost with scoring being able to like handle himself when he has like defense all eyes on him you know what i mean um and that just comes with the savviness you see from a lot of these prospects that are are like you know offspring of former athletes they all have like that savviness to them you know what i mean and yeah i mean i just i like them but yeah like i'm gonna echo y'all sentiments i don't definitely wouldn't want to trade up for a kid with his injury history but also wouldn't mind him at eleven if he's there at eleven. At eleven, it's a little different. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? So if he's there at eleven, fuck. I like the it, swing you know? at eleven though. I like the swing yeah, at eleven because yeah, yeah. it's like it's it's like the, it's like us at seven with Shaden Sharp. You know, like if you're at seven, you take that swing on Sharp. Yeah, yeah. If he's at eleven, that's a swing that you take. But I feel like the nail in the coffin for picking him at seven was just getting played off the floor in the NCAA tournament. Like mm-hmm. the defense was horrendous to watch, and I I know a lot of these players, like we said, these are all like college basketball players. So a lot of them defense is a huge issue defense you barely see kids play that in the ncaa nowadays but like to get played off the floor on duke like it's it's tough man it's, it's, i think it's it was tough. though like especially coach k of, of, of recent years we've seen like oh he doesn't play defense complaint tor- thrown towards a lot of duke prospects that ended up working out even rj heard a little bit of that tatum was definitely seen as a non-defensive player right, right. paulo's getting the same thing right now and you know, obviously we're not in any range to get paulo but that dude's a <laughs> he's right. a fucking beast, bro. I'll do Those proven talents on, on in the draft. Yeah, but yeah, but like these Duke prospects, they all seem to. The trend I think I'm seeing is just like Coach K just doesn't coach defense like that. You know what I mean? And that might be harsh to say because he's a legend, but 
you know, we even go back to Jabari Parker at defensive questions. Brandon Ingram had defensive questions. So I think it's A.J. Griffin. It's going to be about coaching. And I feel like if he's a coach's son, then he'll he'll take to coaching. But God, Tibbs is going to ruin this man's career, bro. After bro, practice number three, has, he's going to be out for the season. Bro, whatever injuries he's has, Tibbs figuratively and maybe even literally will take a hammer to his knees and just bang on it or whatever shit, you know, kept him out of games. But I do think as far as talent-wise, though, of the names we mentioned at 11, I think he's by far the most talented. So if he's at 11, I wouldn't be mad at the swing. Yeah. So any any other last players before we do our final predictions on what's what's the outcome going to look like? Ooh, 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 I have one. I have one. Don't draft Ty Ty Washington. <laughs> do not draft Ty Ty Washington, please. That That's that's all I ask for. That's all I ask for from this draft. And that'll be the last time you hear Ty Ty Washington on this podcast. Please. God, please. Hey, until we draft him. You know what I mean? Quickly no was one, not even on our radar. No and then we was on a draft screen. I mean, yo, if we trade down to, Knicks. like, 20 and he's there, like, okay, like, I'm not opposed to no, it. You will bro. take Ty Ty Washington at 11. He will like it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be shocking, too. Oh we were speechless. Not trade up. Pick. They're about to trade up to 7 to get Ty Ty Washington. Oh, I'm going to be oh, sick. Don't put that evil out there. <laughs> Don't put that evil out there. But, uh. Yeah, I mean that's just non-experts over here, just talking hoops, talking drafts. Got a got in our scout bag. I feel like Adam Sandler, bro. D- y'all better oh, watch that movie. This man. week, next this time week, we record. Be watching it. Yep. But I have to. Y'all gotta see Juancho Hernan Gomez earn his Oscar, bro. That man was killing it as Bo. But Cruz. I have to write a whole movie report for for Nafi about this. Facts. We better have a movie club episode. Film club. Film club. I want you. You brought you brought up cinematography, bro. <laughs> we talking offline about some show. You need to bring that up about now, kid. <laughs> Uh, uh, Nafi, right. final prediction on what you think will be the end result after the NBA draft for the Knicks. Uh, oh, I was about to say, of what? Life? Like, <laughs> he said, what do you think the end result will be on? Black hole? Sun explodes? I don't know. Uh, but no, as far as the draft, fuck it, I'm going to be bold. Boldness seemed to have been working out for me as far as the finals predictions lately. So I'm going to say, where there's smoke, there's fire. We're going to get Jaden Ivey draft night. Fingers crossed, not to jinx it. That's my that's that's my final prediction, until I change it. But you know, I'm allowed to do that. I'm a non-expert. Pais? Yo, I, I'm with Nafi. Like I, I'm I, I'm feeling like Jaden Ivy. Everyone's feeling Jaden Ivy, but I'm not gonna say that answer just because Nafi said it. I say the Knicks trade down. I feel like the way that they've been doing it, like I feel like they're not really oh impressed God. with anyone <laughs> at 11, and I think they just move down, acquire more second round picks, add to the treasure chest. So what you're saying is Brock Aller is gonna win on draft yeah. night. All right. All right, the nerds will have their day. Okay, what revenge of the nerds. <laughs> nah, man, I, I'm gonna I'm I'm say Jay and Ivy coming to the Knicks. God willing. <laughs> God willing. We just, we God just, willing. us three right here. We just did the voodoo shit and jinxed the God hell out of that I said God willing. It don't matter. I said God willing. Inshallah. <laughs> I said Buddha willing. All religions and divinities. You know what I mean? Whoever, Shiva. Every, you know I mean? Shiva. Th- there's an, everything every uh, everywhere all at once. There's another alternate dimension where we get fucking. Jaden Ivey on this team, and I want to live in that fucking alternate dimension. With Coach Johnny Bryan, I see you. Wish we could live in that universe. No Randall. Hopefully hey, that's this universe. universe. Might come to fruition. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, we appreciate you guys checking out this episode of Nickish. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Nickish Show. Check out our website, nick-ish.com. Cop yourself a hoodie and a hat today, and make sure to give us that five-star review on Spotify and Apple. Until next time, take care, everyone. Peace. Peace. Peace.